Acid's running into the ground through that. Well, there's nothing we can do to stop it, is there? We might be able to whip up a Band-Aid. Welcome to I Used to Watch This, the podcast where we watch our favorite shows from the 70s and 80s and see what we think of them today. Here are our hosts, Mike Forgetto and Mike Sullivan. Hello, welcome to I Used to Watch This. I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. All right, guys, it's our 101st episode. <laughs> I'm going to do this every day now until we get to 200. That won't get old. Um, or, or is it our 100th? And we just I don't, yeah, we're, it's gonna be like Groundhog Day. Every episode's gonna be <laughs> re- episode 100. We'll just Speaking celebrate of which, every time. Did you uh, did you see that movie? Uh, the Netflix movie came out recently, Palm Springs with a- uh, Andy Samberg. No. Oh, I recommend it. It's, it's actually pretty fun. It's kind of a Groundhog Day esque ish movie. Okay. Wow, that's Those a lot of good. things. But yeah. Um. Yeah, so I recommend it. Uh, go check it out. That's my pick of the week. <laughs> All right, because life right now is not repetitive enough. No, exactly. It's almost <laughs> like it's almost like they knew this was coming when they made the movie. Yeah. Because I'm gonna guess they didn't write it as the pandemic was happening because that would have been way too fast. Right. Um. But yeah. So how you doing, Mike? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Um. Trying to think. I. I haven't. Re- well, all right. So I haven't really watched anything new, but my wife started watching Virgin River, which what? is like it's on a Netflix show. Virgin like River? A, Are you sure that's the name of it? I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's. I think it's one season. I think they have two seasons filmed, but they released one season, and it's like it's like the Hallmark Channel. Um, it's like a Hallmark movie. And I won't watch the second season because <laughs> from what I've seen, it's not very, I mean, it's, my wife loves it, but it's not my thing. Let me just is say. that like the name of the river or, I mean, I don't know it, what the hell that is. Is it like probably a metaphor a river. of some sort? <laughs> I haven't seen the river in it. It's, it's, it's you, just a story. It's like, you're a, sure you got the name right though. It's like a novel. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's like Google that if something comes up. <laughs> I am kind probably, of afraid to Google that. <laughs> yeah, there's probably two versions of that. One is on uh, Netflix. The other is on uh, I don't know, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but yeah, so I've I've got nothing new to claim. I'm, yeah, I'm no, so much better called Saul. It, it definitely is called Virgin River. Seeking a fresh start, a nurse practitioner moves from Los Angeles to a remote northern California town and is surprised by what and who she finds. Yeah, it's a very feel-good... It it is based on some novels. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, so enjoy, if that's your type of thing. Um, Yeah, go watch it if you want. (laughs) That's Mike's... (laughs) I, I, I neither... I'm not saying it's bad... I'm just saying it's not my kind of thing. Like I wouldn't have said, "Hey, let's watch Virgin River." But it has Tim Matheson and Annette O'Toole in it. It does. So you got that does, going for you. <laughs> does nothing for me. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's so. Let's it. move on to bigger and better things. Yes, yes. So as you know, 
we had our hundredth episode. We did Night Rider two thousand, which was um, not great. Spectacular. And so you know, Mike and I had you know we don't really talk beforehand what we're gonna do, um, but on uh, and ourselves. yeah, on Twitter, it, I, I don't know who started off. Oh, I think it was the Night Rider years guys. They're like, hey, have you seen? Have you done any of the Knight Rider? T- or, I mean, the MacGyver TV movies? And I'm like, no, we've you know, because they were saying that. Cause, okay, so before the Knight Rider years, like these guys, um, when they did the whole MacGyver series, now they're doing the whole Knight Rider series to call the night. And um, um, anyway, so. <laughs> They uh, they said the TV movies are the MacGyver TV movies are way better. I'm like, well, we haven't even done a MacGyver episode. I'm like, huh, maybe. And then I've talked about him before too. Chris at uh, Black Belt uh, X21 or whatever on Twitter is like, you know, saying basically we all started talking about doing MacGyver, and um, so I'm like, shit, maybe we should do it. And I just like looked up to see if I could find MacGyver. I think before I even told Mike, and then I found the first episode, I'm like, Mike, should we do this? He's like, yeah, okay. And then I watched it immediately then. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so. Um, that's how much that's how much scrutiny we give our conversations. Like, hey, should we do this? Yeah, sure. And then <laughs> carry on. And I even told Mike, I think, I'm like, well, maybe I should let you pick because I picked Knight Rider 2000 and that was pretty poor. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, I will say, uh, right off the bat, I, I enjoyed it. That's why I just kept watching it, because I found it online. I'm like, well, let me just take a look at the first couple minutes. And, like, the next thing I know, I'm, like, starting to take notes so I could You're, like, four episode. episodes in. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't do that. But. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I remember, like, you know, I watch. I wouldn't, like, stay home to watch MacGyver, or I don't know what day it was on. But if it was on, I would watch it, and I enjoyed watching it. So, I, you know. I, I have that. a feeling, you know, and I didn't look at that either. I have a feeling it's one of those shows that probably did change what days of the week it was on. Um, I do know that someone posted recently, um, like a, a a promo spot for I think ABC for Monday nights, and it was on Monday nights at that point. And okay. I forgot what year it was, something in the eighties. Um, yeah, but uh, I so will I'll say- be honest though, you know, if if I really never cared for what the story was, I was always it's like, uh, you know, in like the Superman movies or Spider-Man cartoon or whatever. You always wait for that that moment where, like, the superhero becomes the superhero to do whatever he does because that's the cool part. That's how I felt about MacGyver. Like, I, I was I was just waiting for the part where you know he took the stick of gum and a match and <laughs> a piece of wax and like did some cool thing with it. <laughs> he plucked a hair from his head and yeah. uh, saved the entire school. Exactly. But I will say one of the things is, um, as we were talking about that, they're like, you know, they watched one one of the movies and it, you know, gave his first name. They're like, I'm like, oh, I don't I have no idea what his first name is. You know, they're like, oh. And then I went on Wikipedia, look at something and right away it t- says what his name is. I'm like, oh, I just saw what his name is. <laughs> I thought I read where like, they didn't. They never gave away his name in the series. Right. And I think it was in one of the TV movies where they did. Yeah. Okay. And that's what okay. he was saying is like, you know, that was a great reveal in the TV movie, but I just got it ruined by looking at Wikipedia. Can, but can we, Wikipedia. Can we, can we ruin it? Because is it what I, is it what it says it is? 
I don't see where it says it was revealed, but I see where it says what his name is. Yeah, no, that's right. I believe. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just say it. It's, this is from 1985. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> Spoiler alert. We're going to give away <laughs> MacGyver's name from a series that's 35 years old. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, no secrets here. It's uh, I think it said Stacy. I don't remember. Is that right? No. Oh. Stacy. Where, where do you where the see hell that? did I see that? I, I thought it was know. in Wikipedia. I read it somewhere. Let me see. What is at, it? Are you looking at the wrong MacGyver? It's Angus. No, was no. That's not what I saw. <laughs> it says right here. Wait. Is Stacy like his sister's name? Did she make uh, an appearance? Wait, MacGyver. Here, first name. MacGyver's first name was originally intended to be Stacy, as seen in a press release from Paramount. However, it was never confirmed in any episode and remained a mystery. Okay, I don't see that, but okay. I I, I just see up at the top where it says, the series follows the adventures of Angus MacGyver. (laughs) So, yeah, and then I see, like, wasn't there, like, a reboot or something? Yeah, it's on currently. Um, Okay. My son watches it, or did. And his yeah, name so is there Angus it says it, it says his name is Angus, but yeah, okay, yeah, it's like you know it goes. It says if you look at the captions, personality, first name, biography, you don't see that. All right, <laughs> it's there. I'm not making this shit up, but I, I believe you. I believe you. Um, right. yeah. So, so anyway, that's okay, but that that doesn't matter now because we we don't find that out <laughs> in this episode. Even we, yeah, we even screwed up the spoiler, but. All right. All right. So what are we at? So it starts off with him um, pulling a, what, Tom Cruise? Uh, exactly. Or maybe, or maybe, maybe William Shatner from uh, Star Trek, one of the earliest, one of the Star Trek movies. And if anyone, I was trying to think of this, guys. If anyone knows which Star Trek movie starts off with Shatner climbing a mountain and Spock jet booting up next to him. I can't remember if it's. I think it's the undiscovered country. I don't know. Someone I, tell me. I couldn't be the guy to tell you, but I think it's the one where they get thrown in. Him and Bones get thrown in some ice prison, <laughs> like some ice prison planet. <laughs> but anyway, so we should we so we should back up. This is the pilot episode, right? Yes, yes. That? I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. Pilot episode, and you're right. It opens with him. Climbing a mountain, Tom Cruise style, except he's got on like a ski cap with one of those balls on the top. <laughs> when which... he popped up on the other side, I was like, is he going to say like a sports team name on the front of it? Like, that's <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> what it looked like. Yeah. But yeah, it's exactly reminds me of Tom Cruise. He didn't do the cool like reverse shoulder split thing to grab the next rock, but he was climbing up a mountain. No, he was just he was just climbing up it economically. He was just trying to get to the top because, as we find out later, he does not like heights, even though he's right. He mentions that, yeah, climbing a mountain face. But it, but and while he, he's doing this, there's an interior monologue going on. He's talking about old man Quimby McGinney or whatever, and some Palomino horse that he yeah, uh, determined to ride. And it turns out, as he's telling the story, like things are kind of happening that correspond to that almost yeah kind like of he talks sure, about a mean dog and he's like then he knocks some guy okay i should say by the way he climbs up the top of this mountain and there's like a broken military 
United States military jet. Looks like it somehow crashed on the top of this mountain. Somewhere in Central Asia. Right. Yes. They don't want to um, anger any uh, countries. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Um, we know it's supposed to be China, but he doesn't want to say that. <laughs> right. Um, so he's climbing up there to to get a rocket off of it or whatever. But anyway, and so as he says, you know, there was a mean dog there, and then he knocks out like a guy that's like a lookout in front of him, and he's like, "Goodbye, dog." And I guess he's supposed to be the dog, but and that I don't know. He keeps talking about stuff, and then then he sees the guy. So there's a a guy in like a wooden cage, like something from like Missing in Action with Chuck Norris. <laughs> yes, it's like he's a like a prisoner. He's yeah, like hanging. He's, he's like dangling in the air in this cage. Right, and he's didn't. It's think not bad enough supposed... to be in a cage. You have to be hoisted up. <laughs> yeah, you know, like well, that makes it hard feet. to escape when you're five feet off the ground. I guess you're too afraid to jump out. Right. Um. But you know, he's like he didn't think there was supposed to be any survivors. He thought there was, you know, no one left behind. So he's like, crap. Uh, he's got to let this guy out. So he's like, he gets the guy's attention. He's like, hey. He's like, where's the missile? Yeah. <laughs> which, which tent is the missile in? And the guy points to it. He's like, and then he throws him the Swiss Army knife. He's like, why don't you give yourself some wiggle room or something, right? And he throws it in there so the guy yeah. can cut himself out. So I don't know how well balanced a Swiss Army knife is, but he threw it with precision accuracy and it's stuck in like, one of the bamboo, you know, cage bars. Well, Mike, it's a Swiss Army knife, so that should give you an idea right there to its balance and accuracy. It should be perfect. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever hear I mean, the term? It runs like a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> it, it could have been a Chinese throwing star, and if yeah. I threw it, it would have missed the pole entirely. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have thrown it, it probably would have stabbed him in the eye or something like that. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Or killed them. Um, <laughs> it'd be like something. I, you ever see? You know, you know who Rowan Atkinson is, right? The guy who plays Mr. Bean. Yeah, yeah. And do you ever see his Johnny English movies, which are like a spoof on like James Bond? Yeah, I mean, I've never watched him, but yeah. I've, but that's I've like seen. something he would do. He'd like go to throw him the knife, and he'd like end up killing the guy he's supposed to save or something. <laughs> yeah, I can see uh, that. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. All right. So then. Um... So, yeah, so he throws the guy the knife. Um, and he's in the meantime, he's dressed up like a Chinese soldier. Oh, yeah, he took that guy's coat, yeah. I mean, granted, he's, like, completely Caucasian in every way. <laughs> like blonde hair sticking out. <laughs> right. And he's walking around. But anyway, yeah, so he, he gives, you know, and he tells the guy when he gives him the knife, too. He's like, hey, I'm going to want that back. Yeah. And... This kind of brings me to a point we started to talk about before the show, um, but then we stopped ourselves because we're like, this is... This like is golden material. Yeah. This is, this is golden material. <laughs> this is not like a pilot episode where we learn about MacGyver and you know how he became who he is and his background. This is like it was plucked from the middle of season two, and this was the pilot episode. It's like, this is MacGyver as we know him with the knife and you know nothing new. It's like they just hit the ground running there was yeah. no, there's no backstory. This isn't i like don't have origin. a problem with that really no i don't either I, it just i'm not i'm not used to that you know um right usually it's like well like as we've talked about with many pilot movies usually it's two hours of a, a pilot with 
30 minutes of good material. Yeah, right. <laughs> the rest is all filler. So maybe this was like a lesson learned. You know, they took all those lessons and just said, let's just do it. Right. You know? Hey, you remember all those shit pilots we've seen in the 80s? <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> so, yeah, so he works his way into the tent to get this missile. So he goes in and there's this giant missile in the tent by itself. And he kind of slips under her and he goes in and he's got this like a pretty nice set of tools with him. And he kind of unfolds them and, and you know, he starts, goes to work. He thinks that the cover off the, uh, the missile and he starts, you know, moving some things around. He <laughs> just lodges some kind of like circuit board or something. And then a timer starts going with like, like 15 seconds right like he's got no time to defuse this thing so all these tools at his disposal he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a paper clip unfolds it and defuses the bomb yeah just jams it in there stops the timer at like one second to go that's because of course now this which reminds me did you ever see (laughs) i don't know if this could be the whole episode asking you if you ever saw something but did you ever see um, Galaxy Quest? I don't know. It sounds like a video game to me. <laughs> I know how much you like sci-fi. Um, it's got Sigourney Weaver and um, Tim the like Toolman Taylor, which I can't really give his name off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, neither. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, Tim the Toolman. Uh, anyway, no. So basically, it's like a, it's like a. Um, so these guys were in a show like a Star Trek, right? And it's it was a famous show. It's off the air, and you know they're just kind of going through life, going to cons and stuff almost. But they're you know actors or whatever. And then these guys come and take them because they say they need help. And it turns out that these are they're aliens, and they've been watching their show, thinking it's like like a historical document and they need help. So they recruit them. So they're like in the show. So there's like one thing that they have to do is like, like they have to stop the, you know, thing from self-destructing and they do all this stuff and they're trying to hit. They're like, why does it keep counting down? Why does it keep counting down? It stops at one. They're like, that's right. In every show it stops at one second. It doesn't matter. Oh, wow. (laughs) So it was set, you know, so anyway, this kind of reminds me of that. And by the way, the creator of the show, uh, Lee David Zlotoff, um, he was a screenwriter in Hill Street Blues and became a producer on Remington Steel. So maybe that's why he knew how to start this off. Probably. Anyway. All right. So he diffuses this thing and he rigs up a gun to a tree with some string and some matches. <laughs> and I guess it's like a little timer for him. So he goes and gets his, uh, his prisoner of war and they're running to escape and the gun starts to go off. So it's a distraction. And then, um, um, he builds, he, t- or earlier he took this flare gun out of, out of the crashed plane cockpit. And now he uses this as they prepare to jump off the cliff. Um, because they have nowhere to go. Right. You know, so he's, he's got, he, he tests the guy, get his, the prisoner of war, get on his back and he, he uses it as like a rocket or something. So <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to like. He kind of smashed it closed a little bit. So like when the flare would try to eject, it would create more thrust. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I thought he was going to like ride it down somehow all the way to the ground. But 
I think really he used it to like get away from the edge of the cliff. Yeah. So when they jumped, they didn't like kill themselves on the rocks on the way down or something. But, right. And then, uh, then they pulled a shoot and things were good. Yeah. They get away. And then we cut into the intro, which was not disappointing either. Like the intro, like credits, right? Mm-hmm. So it's MacGyver building up all kinds of shit that we would never have any idea about, like what it's going to do once he's done with it. And like he's sticking stuff in like clay and like just all kinds of stuff is happening. He, what one scene they show, he pole vaults into a Jeep to knock somebody out. I'm assuming there's some kind of lesson there with like physics and the way you move on a pole. <laughs> I don't know, but it probably had some logic to it. But he was jousting. He was in the jungle. He's on rafts. He's in the suburbs. Like the guy's, and he's just doing all this cool stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Give me an hour of just all the cool stuff that MacGyver did on like a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Just all those clips. Just a super up. cut. Yeah. Super that, cut of MacGyver stuff. That would just be fantastic. <laughs> there probably is something like that. I don't know. There probably, yeah, Mike. And if I start looking for it, I'm going to, you know, it'll be like next week before. <laughs> <laughs> I get anything done. So Yeah. But yeah, that would be cool. So but, I, I so I was pleased I was pleased to see all that just right in the intro. So. Yeah. I I do want to note why do I feel like this happened last week too? But the uh director was listed as Alan Smithy. Did we talk about this before? Why does this sound familiar? Did I dream I this? So anyway, oh, yeah. which is a pseudonym that directors take when they want to disown a project. <laughs> Oh really? So, yeah. So just so you know. Um yeah. but uh but I, I don't know why. I mean this was fine. <laughs> there was nothing wrong That's with funny. it. He just wasn't sure yet. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But this person has done that as well for the OJ Simpson T V movie. I don't blame him for that. Um I don't know. Was that was that the one no, that's the ninety five one. Never mind. There was one that won like a bunch of Emmys or whatever, but you know I I, I don't know why they he decided to do that. Um, Gerald Freeman, um, <laughs> call you out. I don't think he's. I think he might be dead. Oh, no, maybe no. not. Never mind. <laughs> wow, we're really running him through the mill here. But uh... all right. So anyway, he gets out now. Now he's. Um, He's doing a thing with his little brother, but the little brother and the big brother. Wait, how's that? What's that thing? Yeah, it's like big brother, big. Yeah, the big brother thing. Big brother, big sister program. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. Um, My kids do that, so yeah, I should know that. Oh, do they? Oh, okay. And uh, by the way, the kid is Dudley from uh, Different Strokes. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I should have known that. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I knew it right away. I'm like, it's Dudley. Um, but they're at an observatory or whatever, and they're looking at, like, there's a telescope there, and they're talking about it. And he's like, can we look at Venus? He's like, yeah, la-, you know, like, later on or whatever. I'm like, it's like the middle of the day. <laughs> so, like, you, you can't. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like a $400,000 telescope. <laughs> <laughs> was this at and his house, just- or was he at, at like, an observatory? I don't know. It, I mean, it was an observatory, but I don't know if it was like a private viewing area, like, like he has access to or what. But yeah, okay. Anyway, um, 
And that that's kind of all I wrote about that. But then all of a sudden we're at some okay. lab, and these this one old guy is being brought in. Did I miss something? Did I skip something? No, but I just want to say like so this lab. I'm fascinated with these like sweet computer rooms that they have in these TV shows. <laughs> Mike still wants to get like one of those old tape drive things. I, I want this in my basement, this <laughs> setup that they had. They had like rows of computers with lights and switches. It's like better than the Batcave. Yeah. So and they know. all make those noises like like constantly like that like if you worked there and a computer really made those noises it would drive you insane after like six months of working there and disability for something i keep hearing the noises (laughs) make it stop uh anyway so they have the old guy stand in some circle and they're like stand in that circle to do some holographic thing i don't know what it was supposed to do I thought it was like burning the bacteria off of him or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was like I don't know what it was supposed to be, but anyway, they go into a. <laughs> excuse me, as I cough in the microphone. Sorry, guys. <sighs> they go into a, an elevator and they go. So like, I noticed the thing says, like pressurizing or whatever, and they go down and it says like three hundred feet. I'm like, you don't need to pressurize for three hundred <laughs> right. feet. It's it, not like it doesn't you're really going... say how many floors. It's how many feet there. <laughs> Like, 300 feet is nothing. It's not going to do it. Now, if you're going underwater 300 feet, that's a different story. That's a little more pressure. But just, like, underground 300 feet is not going to do anything. Maybe this is why Alan Smithy decided to do that, because of some weird things like that. Um, But then he meets another old guy, and I guess they're just there to hang out and play chess. So, yeah, so here it's a parallel with, uh, I don't know, searching for Bobby Fischer. So they... they (laughs) They, they like stop they're like gonna tour the lab he's like well wait let's pick up this chess game we left off at like four decades ago and we'll just um we'll finish this and they sit there and we watch the clock just start spinning so i don't know how many hours they sat there playing the game yeah i meant to look to see but i did not uh, <laughs> should have paid attention I, to that but then meanwhile we see there's like a bomb counting down it looked like it was under the table they were playing at. <laughs> That's what I thought and at it first, was, too. And it was beeping. Right. Like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and after, like, four hours, they didn't notice that? <laughs> I don't think it was under the table, because they all would have been dead. Um, oh, spoiler alert. But, uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, I don't know where it was. It was under some table, but it was not that table. But, sure enough, it goes off. And yeah, nothing like an analog clock. That's a time bomb. (laughs) Like an old, like an old wind up uh, alarm clock. Yeah. And uh, so it goes off, and then all of a sudden you see this big tank leaking. Like there's this big tank underground with them, and it's like eating through the concrete. So it's some sort of acid. Until it was eating through the concrete, I thought it was some type of carbonated soda coming through. But right, like liquid or liquid nitrogen or something. Yeah, once it hit the ground, though, it just kept going. So, not yeah. Good sign. But I, I will say this: um, this was the start of my thought of man, this this lab, whatever it is, has a lot of safety violations. I think <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things that just would never pass in a, a real lab. I want to say it was a secret lab because when they pulled up to it, 
I thought it had like some radio call station letters on the building they pulled into. Oh yeah, yeah. They make it just look like it's like KBBLM all day, all <laughs> night. <the> desert. <laughs> <laughs> desert Radio One Hundred Three. Yeah. <laughs> We're out here all day talking to the tarantulas. I don't know. <laughs> Tumbleweeds. But, yeah. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed Radio. <laughs> That's why everything's underground. It's like a one-story building, so everything else is underground in this lab. Right, exactly. Because they don't want it standing <laughs> standing out <laughs> right. in the middle of a desert. Because I think desert. it did have like a giant antenna on it, didn't it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it did. Anyway, so now uh, all of a sudden uh, a helicopter shows up for MacGyver. Is he, is he still with the kid, right? He's still with the kid? I Well, at this point, maybe, but the kid's not... He may be at the same location, but the kid's not with him anymore. Yeah. Maybe he's like, wait here. There's a helicopter coming. But So now this reminds me of like, and I don't know if this ever happened, but in a Rambo movie, I can imagine like the captain coming in a helicopter to get Rambo for like the next special mission. So it's like Rambo 2 or Rambo 3. And the helicopter would come and the captain would get out and Rambo would be like, they drew first blood. <laughs> and then he would take them and they would go. I don't think that's what they say. What's the helicopter for? <laughs> but but in this case, um, I don't know, some dude gets out and comes out. Oh, uh, I think his name is Gant, right? Gant, yes, Gant. So he comes to see MacGyver. And or Gantner, but it's, he calls him Gant. He tells yeah. him uh, some top scientist is missing or trapped in this thing and chances of getting him out are pretty much impossible and you know MacGyver's like so what other options do they have and he's like I'm their only option aren't I like really, <laughs> I'm the only one that could go down an elevator shaft <laughs> I'm the only one in the world that could possibly save them and so now he's like I'm- Go ahead. Pack a bag. So he's he's off. He goes with them. Pack your Swiss Army knife. Um, I don't know if you can hear the dog going crazy. Um, anyway, <laughs> so which I found interesting. So I didn't watch the show that much. I didn't realize that this guy that came and got him. This is the only episode he's in. I thought this was like his, you know, like right hand man, like Q from James Bond, right? But it turns out someone that shows up later in the episode is the one that's in every episode. Okay. I guess that happens, right? Pilots, you know. I guess. Um, It looks like, yeah, every episode he has the same same name. But anyway. But I think he had a different name in this episode. Did he? Yeah. So maybe they change it up a little bit. Um, Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, uh so yeah, so he goes over there and um they they before they do that, uh they um we see a guy in a control room, they manage to get a connection to the old guys downstairs for like a minute, right? They talk to him for a second, they find out they're still alive. For I think they thought they were dead, but but it gets cut off right away. And then we see like Blue Thunder come in with MacGyver in it. Um, I mean, it looked just like Blue Thunder, but I think it was just an Apache helicopter or something like that. <laughs> and somehow MacGyver's got like the blueprints in his hand when he walks in. I'm like, where did he get these blueprints from? 
he's like, hey, it looks like right here down this shaft is this. I'm like, where, this is like a secret lab. Where did he get this stuff from? They yeah. stopped at uh, the quick print place on the way. Yeah. And then. Picked up a cap. So I tried to catch this. I have written down here something about rainmakers and magnetic field in the ozone layer is what these guys were working on. Yeah, so somehow the one scientist, you know, he's all for good or whatever, but he was working on the ozone. So he's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, go ahead. Go ahead. He's like, yeah, there's no, no. He's like, you know, were these guys in some secret mission? No, no, no. He's just doing the ozone stuff, you know, or whatever. So it was like, okay. He was trying to find out, like, was there some reason that were these guys targeted? Was this an accident? But right. doesn't, nothing points to that at this point. This no time. okay right but they are worried about that acid leaking they know the acid's leaking and they're worried about it getting into the rio grande river which is right there i guess so they can neutralize it but they need to flood the building um i forgot what the solution is but obviously it would be a basic solution like of some sort but flesh I eating <laughs> some kind of like flesh devouring <laughs> stuff but it would kill whatever it was. It would take the flesh off your bones as it passed. I, I, I thought maybe it was that foam that you always that you could buy to fill up holes in your house so mice don't get in. <laughs> yeah. That's I think it's what they, use, what they use in uh, Breaking Bad to dissolve the bodies on the uh... hydrofluorazine. I don't know. I forget what it was called. It was something like that. Fluor, fluor, I don't know. Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> I don't know when this comes. Wait, is this what comes up first? But anyway, so they. <laughs> this just kind of puts him on like a time limit, right? Like right. He's got so to, now they got to the, do this in a certain amount of time. Right. So at this point, this is the guy now that comes in, and he's the one that does end up being like in every MacGyver episode. But he sees MacGyver for the first time and kind of explains to him like he knows he's got to go down elevator shafts, but they're protected by lasers, of course. And apparently they can't just turn them off because, again, this is a poorly designed lab with no safety <laughs> protocols in it. But anyway, uh, I got a little clip here of him uh, meeting for the first time. You must be the screwball. Andy, come on. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense to go over every level right now. If you can wire me for two-way, you can fill me in as I get to each one. First problem, though, is to get me inside. And you got any ideas on that? The only way to get down to the first level right now is through the elevator, and we can't even open the doors up here. The whole shaft is protected by laser. Infrared or gas discharge? Gas. CO2, 10,000 watts. Boys take your elevator shafts pretty seriously. <laughs> but why is he called the screwball? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. Because he's I willing guess, to go down to have, there? To have some you know, adversary, I guess, at the... I guess. But yeah, this, so a lot of it just doesn't make sense, you know, with the laser that it protects it, and they can't turn it off, and they can't open the doors. It just seems what happens like when the a... elevator goes by? Does it get like shredded by the lasers? <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like a poor design. Like someone just didn't think it through. Right. Um, but he's got a plan. Yeah. I mean, so so this guy smokes, right? So MacGyver's like, hey, can I, you know, can I have a smoke. And the guy's like, yeah, sure. So recovery just takes a whole pack and puts it in his bag. Yeah. And that, that's you know that's going to come for use later, obviously. Right. right. Um, so anyway, uh, some, uh, I think you know, I think his partner or whatever the guy that brought him in is a little nervous. He's like, hey, relax. I got a big date on Sunday. You know, 
and you know it's with that kid Dudley, I think. Um, but I, I do notice when they're he's crawling through the shafts, it reminds me a lot of like we talked about already, like Galaxy Quest, but like movies like that where, like a spaceship, they're like crawling through the uh, the things to get away from the monsters and stuff like the yeah, yeah. shafts and spaceships. So. so he kicks out the grates and. Um, the lasers like blow it up right away. <laughs> like when it goes through the laser, like these are some serious lasers. Like right. he said, these aren't just like things that like trip an alarm. These things are like gonna, like you said, shred yeah. something. They, they won't. They won't even just cut you. They will make you explode. <laughs> I mean, this is like a laser straight out of something in Six Million Dollar Man. Yes. Um, so he lights a cigarette, and then he lights a few more, and then he just. You know, hey, but the thing is, he uses the laser to light the cigarettes, so that was cool too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that part. That but great. I knew where he was going. I knew where he was going with the laser because I actually had a, a science teacher that did that with cigarettes, lit a bunch of cigarettes and blew smoke out of the laser to show us the how you could see the beam. You know, did he did he pull a. a uh, entrapment scene where he was dancing around him so he can get through <laughs> lasers. No, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen Entrapment, watch Entrapment. Um. So yeah, so he lights up a few smokes. He obviously doesn't like smoking, but yeah, like you said, he's, he wants to see this the the uh, laser. Now it is funny though that that laser. Sh- exploded that like metal shaft but he goes and puts a cigarette there just lights it gently yeah right <laughs> i don't know if that's it's how just... lasers work but I, I, don't I, I don't know i don't work with lasers um but it turns out they're all over the place and then i think does he do does he talk to himself no i think oh, he's so talking I'm... on the radio yeah he's, talk- he's got a two-way radio that's voice activated so he he takes his um uh... He takes his binoculars and like breaks them. And then, you know, the guy's was like, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, I forgot the analogy he used. Did you ever see a scorpion sting itself to death or something? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. So then he, he uses like a, uh, I don't know, maybe a mirror that's inside the binoculars and shines one of the lasers into the source and, and it like explodes. Yeah. But I, I don't know if binoculars have mirrors in them. <laughs> Do they? I don't either. I have no idea. Maybe some kind of I mean, I I know know that... a reflective lens of some type. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe his has a mirror. I don't know. I mean, they might have but... prisms in them or something. Maybe that's what it was. Whatever. He did it. So he gets, I guess he gets down to the next floor, which is, it's like a video game at this point. He's like, he's down one level now and he's walking around and to me, it looks like the place is going to collapse around him. Um, and he gets to like the end of this hallway and there's a blockage. So he does what any one of us would do. He bends down, he picks up a woman's shoe that he finds on the floor. And he climbs up into this hole trying to get through. And he hears like tapping, I guess, like, you know, some human people tapping. So he taps back with the shoe. And... So that's their communication. And then there's like this girder blocking the path. And and, and so, we're you know, we're all at our wits end now because how is he going to get through here? But the guy, the guy at the other end of the radio is like <laughs> slurping on some water. And my guy was like, 
What's that sound? Oh, it's just me taking a sip of my water. And he's like, water? And like, I swear there's some other show we did that has something <laughs> like that too. Where like some like just random <laughs> sound. And he's like, that's that's it. And so he somehow this triggers the idea that there must be a fire hose nearby that he grabs and sticks under the girder like fires up the hose it has just enough pressure to lift it like two inches so he can push his way through and he, he so he does that and he falls in and there's like a room full of people in there that he's not has now saved which is you know that's good um i'm just really stuck on the guy sipping the water that was too much for me. <laughs> If, just think, if he was drinking quietly, MacGyver might have died in there. Right. <laughs> We'd never have gotten yeah, out. Maybe he wasn't even thirsty if he had, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, so he he gets those people out, and somehow they're just going to climb through that hole and get out the way he just came in somehow. I don't know how they're going to do that exactly, but he's just like, go that way. He's like, I got to go find Marlo and uh, the other dude. Um, I forgot what the other dude's name was. And so some lady hears him. She's like, Marlo, they're, they're still alive? And I, I have a clip of that here real quick. I want to play because I want to tell you something then. <laughs> uh, here we go. Marlo and Stu, I'm not saying they're still alive, are you? Yes, ma'am. In the lab on the third level? I know where. I, I mean, I was just about to join them again in his lab when the first explosion hit. Are you going down after them? Yeah, well, that's the plan. It sure would be a big help if you could tell me how you made it all the way back up here. I'll do better than that. I'll show you. I'm going with you. So, now at this point, I'm thinking she's the one that planted the bomb. I don't know about you. I didn't think that, no. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I just see the darkness in people all the time. Um, but, because <laughs> it would just seem odd, like, oh, you're, they're, they're still alive? Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, can I go with you? I, you know. And he's like, how did you get out here? You know, <laughs> like all those kind of things. Just, I'll I don't show know. you. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, so there, this is not a spoiler. This is something you, you might have missed. Right before the explosion, one of the two old guys looked up at the clock and he goes, I'm sorry, whatever the other guy's name is. And then it exploded. No, I did not notice that. Yeah. All right. Big hint right there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he tells her about the acid leak. And uh, sodium hydroxide, I guess that's what they're going to use to to neutralize the acid. And he lets the people know that Barbara's going to come with him. And then at one point they get somewhere, and it's another thing with heights. And he's like, God, I hate heights. And so they climb down this ladder. Now, mind you, she's in a skirt. He should probably let her go first. (laughs) He's looking up at her the whole time. I mean, granted, he's looking down, but just in case. It's just, you know. It's just yeah, the, really. it's just the nice thing to do, um, but supposedly she must have climbed up this ladder to get out, I guess. Um, so she goes to reach for a door, but it's smoking. So he stops her and he puts a like a wooden broomstick that happens to be there and just like touches it to the door and like bursts into flames. <laughs> like holy How shit! How hot <laughs> would that have to be to ignite a piece of wood? It would, that would have, have to be, be pretty damn hot. Yeah, it would have to be pretty damn hot. Um, but anyway, so they don't open the door. Or does he open it? 
wait. Where no, they decide to find another way. Oh, okay. And then, then this is when the like the airlocks, all the doors start shutting around them. Oh yeah, yes. And they they get trapped. Right. And uh, you know, so the the guys up in the control area, they're like, they try to get them out, fix the circuits, but they start on fire, so they're not going to be able to let them out. Right. Uh, Again. Terrible design. These people are now trapped because they have right. no way to open these doors. Right. They Before, could at least try to open the doors, but they couldn't shut off the lasers. So, yeah. But they, so now. But before they the do that, solution. they find some. They find a bunch of candy bars on the ground. I guess a oh, candy, that's right. like a, a vending machine, must have exploded in the blast. And she's like, "How can you eat at a time like this?" He's like, "I'm always hungry." I don't know what he says, but he takes a bunch of them he and they, it, yeah. then they go. And it was, um, that, it was a clear sign that these are going to come in. Right. Yeah, yeah, foreshadowing. Um, so when they're in that, like, trapped in those doors that locked on them, there's a bunch of people below them that are either dead or dying from this gas that leaked. <laughs> right. um, Not that that's funny. I don't know why I'm <laughs> um, so But they this ask is the, perfect timing. They ask someone if they have any kind of gas, if they have any idea what kind of gas it is. Right? Does he ask them or right. do they ask him? He asked the girl, I guess. Uh, oh. Whatever her name is. And she's like, she didn't answer. So she, I think she knew it was some deadly gas. And um, so like, oh, yeah, no, we don't have an answer on that right now. So. Which is, break, I don't understand how no one knows what kind of gas is in the place they're yeah, working. Right? I, somehow he came up with the floor plans to the place, but he doesn't know what kind of gas they Well, I mean, there. even no one near there. Oh, no, wait. he Did he lose the radio yet? At one point, no, he no, no. The this is, okay. At this point, th- yeah, he loses it after this. But so they decide to break the glass and go through. They got to go through this way. So they, th- and this is where I was saying the timing is perfect with you know with COVID. They make these makeshift flannel masks out of <laughs> like his shirt, which yeah. are one hundred percent effective against poison gas. Right. And they and they they're able to go through this room and turn on the vacuum to like reverse out the the gas yeah um so yeah so i think you know there's a lesson here for all of us with flannel yeah so flannel flannel's the answer guys flannel's the answer to everything thanks macgyver um coming through for us so now when they're down there um the guys up top are talking and uh, i got a little clip of this because it turns out uh the military has other plans and things that they have to do for this building <laughs> to make sure the Rio Grande does not get poisoned. Right. Um, let, me, let me play that clip here real quick. You got to do what you got to do. Right. Colonel Keels confirmed, sir. They're about to go into the launch procedure. Thank you. Launch procedure? What launch procedure? What's Ed, he talking Ed, about, Charlie? Ed, take it easy. We had no choice. About what? About the acids. We can't be sure the sodium hydroxide flooding is going to be enough. We have to fuse the substratum rock between here and the aquifer. And we think an underground missile aimed at the Kiva Foundation might do it. A missile? What happens to the Kiva? Below the first level, there won't be a Kiva. So, I'm still confused. <laughs> <laughs> So I understand they want they want to like make sure that the the stuff can't get into the aquifer. I get I get that, sure, because they don't want that to happen. But that's reasonable. I, I I don't understand what is an underground missile. I don't I don't know what that means. I, sure. I don't either. It, I envisioned something like the Mach Five has with the saws that come out of the front end to cut the trees down. 
I, I don't know how. Or something like the, <laughs> the thing that built the channel, but it's just a missile. It's got that stuff in front of it, so it just digs through the rock and then blows up. Yeah, it's just got a big drill in the front of it. Right. Know. Okay. I just, maybe I wasn't, maybe, I don't know. Okay. So maybe I'm with you. I'm glad it wasn't me. Um, okay. So anyway, after they find out about this, this is when we find out uh, MacGyver loses his radio, or I don't know why. I guess it just <laughs> fell off his pants. I don't know. He got careless. Yeah, opinion. he did. Um, and uh, so what? Ha- oh, so now, so what? They get to they get to the they get to the tank, the tank, and they see the leak, and they're like, he's like, you know what? We might be able to whip up a band aid with this. And <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to explain it again. I have the clip right here. I'm gonna have MacGyver explain what his plan is to stop the leak. Please do. With what? That's sulfuric acid up there, remember? With these. Chocolate bars? To you, they're milk chocolate. To sulfuric acid, it's lactose and sucrose. C12, H22O11, disaccharides. The acid will react with the sugar to form an elemental carbon and a thick gummy residue. It should be enough to clog up that rupture. Temporarily, at least. And by the way, so that I, noise was not me peeing into a cup while that was going on. I'm not sure what that was. That's <laughs> the sizzling epoxy. I mean, the sizzling uh, acid. But yeah, so I summarized that as the chocolate will turn into some kind of epoxy. Right. And now, according to someone's this. comment in IMDb, the Mythbusters tested this and it worked. Ooh. Yes. I was afraid to know. Yeah. I almost so, didn't want to know. <laughs> so if someone has seen that episode or has a link to it let me know because i tried to find it and i could not but here's the thing she gets on his shoulders and she patches this with her bare hands <laughs> right. neither neither one of them get a drop of this acid on them right exactly yeah it was a pretty clean patch up job like i burned my hand you know getting something out of the oven on a regular basis <laughs> and these guys somehow don't get That's- hydrochloric acid on themselves when it's spewing out of a tank (laughs) it would like as you're patching it i would think that the pressure would increase in the crack part that's open it'd be like i'd be blinded my face would be bubbling (laughs) i'd have chocolate resin on my face or whatever my mouth would be fused (laughs) with the chocolate (laughs) i wouldn't be i wouldn't be so worried about the guy that i threw the swiss army knife at and it stuck to him right exactly but the thing is, again, with that whole thing is like, if you have a tank of hydrochloric acid, the floor of the place should not be able to be eaten by the said acid <laughs> if it leaks. That should just be like st- standard protocol. Right. Like a, at least a couple of feet circumference around the tank. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway, the, the, it works, though. They stop the leak. Um, and they get to where the door should be for these where these two dudes are. Um, but it's covered up by debris, right? And um, but he happens to notice like there's some plastique left over. He just notices it like sitting there, and he like plays with it in his fingers, tastes it or whatever. <laughs> he knows that it's, you know, there was plastic explosives there, so it wasn't like an accident. Um, oh, I will say it too. While she was putting the chocolate on the thing, they made a joke, and he's like, "Hey, make sure." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." Make sure it melts in the acid, not in my hand. <laughs> like a, an M&M's commercial joke. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Um, so they, they're able to talk to the guys over the intercom. He's like, hey, get away as far away from the door as you can. I'm going to try to blow a hole in the wall. And he finds some sodium metal there, and he takes a little bit and basically makes a little bomb out of it. Yeah, that in a cold capsule, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. She had like a cold capsule, so. Oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't remember that part. It's, it's, there's got to be some simple, you know, yeah. simple elements that go into it. But. Yeah. Um. So what? What else is happening here? He tells her to wait there so he can go get him. Um. So what? He gets in and tells one guy to reach the surface. Well, he's got. Yeah, go he's ahead. got. He's got a theory at this point. He's like. Yeah. He knows something's going on. He knows someone blew the place up. It was probably one of these two dudes. So he asks her to wait outside. So they blow this hole in the wall. He goes in, and she follows him pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, so then one of the guys, you know, he's like, "Oh, you know, thank God you're here." And then the other guy goes to the, the file cabinet and grabs a uh, like a pistol, and he's ready to ready to kill them. Yeah. And so it turns out that the reason why he did that is because he was worried that they're, of course, like is always happening. He's he's worried that their experiments can be turned into a weapon, and it's something that'll wipe out the ozone layer and everyone's gonna die. So that's why he tries to sabotage the experiment. Yep. And then somehow he ends up shooting the girl (laughs) instead of. Instead of how did that happen? How did he shoot her? I missed that part. I like, I didn't miss it, but I mean, I forget now. She huh? jumped in front. She like she took a she took a bullet for him. She, is that what she did? Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So she jumps in the way. She takes a bullet, and that's kind of that. It, then uh, MacGyver's like, "Wait here!" and he runs off, and they're about to shoot this missile at them, right? So he goes over and finds some like light switches. Right. Well, before the- that though, so this is to your point exactly what you said before, that they have to contact the surface, and she's like, "Hey, you did everything in your power," and that triggers his brain to do exactly what you're gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. power. So yeah, so then he runs over and finds the light switches to to flicker up like I don't know how many six hundred feet to the surface and. Uh, he, he uses Morse code to tell them we're all safe and we stopped the leak. Right. So and again, the, for whatever the, reason, the main power source is all the way down in the lower level and not on the main level where everyone would be at. <laughs> so they're right. able to do that. So if you need to turn the lights on, you have to go down. <laughs> if the power... If you lose power in that place and you have to re- reset the breakers, you got to go all the way down the shaft 600 feet in total <laughs> darkness to reset the power. Yes. Again, poorly designed bad. building. Um, but yeah, so they figure out that uh, he's saying they're alive and well and they abort the launch. I, one of the guys, I, I don't even know which guy figured out it was Morse code. And yeah. then... I think she's. Does she say I'd give you a kiss, but I've got this cold? Yes, she does. Yeah. Hence the cold capsule she used. Earlier. And we never find out what happened to the old dudes. It's just like that's the end no, of that I'm story. No, I'm sure. Probably the one got arrested. I don't know. 
Yeah. And I don't know if MacGyver ends up with this girl. I, I or... don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> He just bails you mean in this her. episode or in the series as well? Yeah, like yeah, like episode two. Is she still there? I, I don't think so. I don't think there is many people in uh, the episode, the next episode from this one, except for the guy who makes fun of him, who turns out to be his um, his, it's like his boss or something, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then we we cut back to the house and. Um, She's, uh, or he's playing basketball with Dudley. Right. Inside this house. And they, they like have a, a quick scene where Dudley does a slam dunk. On the seven uh, foot net. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And then I noticed one of the executive producers or one of the producers was Henry Winkler. Yes. Always happy when I see that. Yeah. I don't know why, but to know that the Fonz is involved. Yeah. I will say that uh, Barbara here in this episode, I'm I'm sure you didn't look at uh, her IMDb, but she was in 14 episodes of Hunter. Hmm. Oh, but a different Hunter. Wait. (laughs) No, I think it's the same Hunter. It was just later on because it was 90 to 91. But she was also on an arc for uh, Wise Guy. Ooh, nice. Yeah, as well as Pet Cemetery too. I love Wise Guy. I can't wait to do that. One again. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and oh, she was in Battle Beyond the Stars. Anyway, so yeah, so that's the end of that. That's what's yeah, that? that was it. That but was... the, the whole thing with Dudley and the Big Brother Big Sister thing, that was like a. 60 seconds of the episode. I think they were just trying to show like a lighter side to not yeah. only is he super intelligent and saves people, he's also a good guy all around. Yeah. I don't think Dudley's in any other episodes. <laughs> I don't think they they probably <laughs> right. they probably don't even like turns out they weren't a good match. <laughs> what happened to your little brother? Eh, I didn't like him. <laughs> He sucked at basketball, so I didn't... He, he was too much trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's... Uh, I guess he saved the day, and then we just move on from there. I mean, I, I liked it. I had a good time with it. I thought it was fun. I did, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I, I said, I almost don't care what the story is. I just want to see him putting stuff together and making things happen, you know? Yeah, and he's, he's like a charming guy. Sure. You know? I think it's a fun guy. So no, I definitely watch more episodes. I mean, this this would have got me hooked if I this was like the first time I was watching it. You know? Yeah, yeah, me too. So, so good stuff, good stuff, MacGyver. In fact, my mic wasn't working just before this, so I used a piece of tin foil, uh, <laughs> rubber band, and, and some, some fishing saliva. <laughs> And here we are, able to record this. So, I, and I, I and I spilled pop on my keyboard on my laptop before this. So, that was actually real. So, yeah, that was dangerous. By the way, some people that show up in this uh, series: Terry Hatcher, seven episodes. Oh, yeah. I have a uh... Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh wow! Couple episodes. I'm just looking at IMDb, obviously. Dick Buckus, because of course. 
He's in everything. In the and he plays a former pro football player. Uh, <laughs> it's odd. What an odd role. I'm just kidding. I have no idea what he so plays. So out of character. <laughs> I'm just guessing that what he play, that's what he plays. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm not wrong. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I would definitely watch more. Uh, it was a yeah, fun show. It was, you know, lighthearted. It didn't seem like it took itself really too seriously, you know. I think they all no. knew it was kind of a, not a joke, but, you know. But lighthearted. Not yeah. realistic for that. I don't know. You know, because sometimes these shows, they try to, they take some take themselves too serious and um, it makes it worse for it, you know. Right. Agreed. So, yeah, anyway. Just, we'll do more I, of this. Else, have any thoughts on it? Uh, let us know. Oh, Tia Carreri. Carreri, is that how you say her name? She's in a couple episodes. Um, yeah, let us know what you think of the show. If did you watch it as a kid, or did you watch it now? Do you watch the new one now? And what do you think of it compared to this one? That's you know, I haven't watched. Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I fine. might have to watch just for the comparison purpose. Yeah, see if the pilot's the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same story. <laughs> um, it seems like the person is that plays MacGyver is younger, but I think it's mostly just because I'm older now. <laughs> so he's probably, yeah, you know, because probably uh, it. You know, I because Richard Dean Anderson. How old, how old was he in this show? I, I gotta know now. Now now I gotta see. Early thirties. I don't know. That's what I would think. Um, see, he was born in fifty, so thirty five. Okay. So let's see what is MacGyver. There's no way the guy that plays MacGyver, um, in the new episode is 35 years old. No, no. In fact, the first picture I saw, I thought it was a little kid. <laughs> he, uh, let's see. Lucas Till. He is. Oh wow, he was born in '90. So does that make him 30 right now? So, yeah, he's not too far off. Yeah. He's just he's, he's just a young, young looking, looking guy. guy. Yeah. So anyway. That's it. I'm done. I have right. nothing else to say. Me either. So watch MacGyver. Let us know. And we'll yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's it. All right, yeah. Hit us up. Uh if you have any other episodes Oh, I haven't even told Mike yet. Uh I don't think there will be an episode next week due to things going on. So um, don't expect one, but uh, hopefully the next week after that we will have something for you. Be back. Remember, I said August was going to be kind of touch and go. It definitely right, is right. starting off that way. So, but yeah, uh, hit us up if you have any other suggestions for other shows. We're always listening. Um, by the way, there we do have a new shirt in the T Public store. <laughs> um, I. I my wife liked it, and she actually posted it on Facebook. But it's uh, it says "person, woman, man, camera, podcast." So, I think it's perfect for the times, guys. I think you need to get it. Uh, I'll Check put it a out. link. I'll put a link in uh, the show notes. <laughs> All right. So for this episode, I used to watch this. I am Mike Forgetto, and I'm Mike Sullivan. Talk to you next time. Bye.
That's it for this episode of I Used to Watch This. Visit us at IUSEDToWatchThis.com, Facebook.com slash IUSEDToWatchThis, Twitter at IUSEDTheNumber2WatchThis, and Instagram.com slash IUSEDToWatchThis. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are available. Thanks for listening.